0: Today we
1: discuss, is the death penalty more humane than life imprisonment? Tim. Today I'm going to defend the death penalty, not because it's it's necessary, I think it's just per se, but um, in a way it's necessary if society in general needs slash has punishment. We discussed this maybe 50 episodes ago, this is our 99th episode, Um, uh, in punishment theory. Um, You know, what can one do to someone who does something heinous? Uh, In conservative Panglossian fashion, the death penalty, I'm going to argue, is the best possible punishment available of the existing possible punishments. There are a couple of reasons one might engage in punishments such as justice, deterrence, and isolation. Lifetime, Lifetime incarceration may meet these qualifications, but has a number of problems which I'll discuss below. The inmate could um, murder the guard or fellow inmate, but that fellow inmate is also a criminal too, and the guard knows what he got himself into. You know, a guard in a sense is like a, it's less it's less heinous for a police or and, and again as we discussed, and Capistan would have some sort of defense agency. So if you think one doesn't need punishment, that is fine. You take the prison abolition position. With a punishment abolition position, but as long as it starts to later codex format, you start with the actual out group committing a murder of an in-group or protected class. So, like if you're a progressive, think someone like uh, uh, like uh, some school shooter. You know, if you if you want to go that guy uh, with the think of some of the person your actual enemy and think of him committing a crime against someone who is a protected class. That that group start with that. Then 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 I want to hear the prison abolition, punishment abolition case, not on the weak cases, because in those cases, most the people on the left don't generally think they're actually committing crimes. Um, They think that in an ideal society, if you got rid of these things, these things wouldn't happen. Um, Maybe, maybe not. Um, I do think, again, I do think a free society would have heinous crimes. Paradoxically, the rarer they are, the more heinous they might be on a psychological level. Um, there is an argument made by certain center right people in the United States that actually crime is way very low, and that these sort of quote unquote mass shootings are very rare anyway. I actually agree with that argument in general. They are fairly rare. Like, you know, ladders, uh, shark attacks actually might, in a way, than the stereotypical things. And if you look in there, it's actually gang violence, so to speak, having drive by shootings. That's more of what it actually is than these random ones. Um, of course, you go into Alex Jones' theory too, but we'll just take the mainstream definition for now. Um, so, again, in a free so- ideal society, I think there will be crime. Um, and now, I'm gonna, this is a sort of a theological point here, but I think even an atheist sort of has to make this. Uh, I do think in, it would happen in a free society with people whose wills are free and not entirely pure, or the rules aren't entirely pure. Again, this is a theological argument here, but if one is murdering someone because they are are enforcing passively or actively an impure rule, or a part of a system of impure rules and exploitation, defined whatever way you want, then in a sense it's not technically murder. Right? This is a this is a, this is a lot of left wing arguments to defend all sorts of things from 9/11 to you know uh, to various other murders and thefts. They'll just say they're crimes of opportunity or they're actually crimes of justice. And the right will do this, too, of course. Um, you know, If you're doing self-defense and you shoot somebody, by certain ethical systems, you're actually engaged in murder. Um, but in other ethical systems, you're actually engaged in self-defense, and it's necessary. Um, um, the, to the thief steals and feed himself is the common example. You know, this is why the, the left anarchists don't really care about Walmart being attacked by BLM. Now, if they attack the store clerks, they might they might be a bother somewhat. But even so, it's just, quote unquote, to use the Aurelian phrase collateral damage. So if a heinous crime exists, you need a heinous punishment. So which is more which is more humanistic, the death penalty or life in prison? Well, the first question one must ask is how brutal is the prison? Because the prison can isolate people. That's one of the benefits. You don't get repeat serial killers that they're in prison because they're sort of like incapacitated, so to speak. The prison isn't sufficiently brutal; then it isn't a punishment. It's actually a reward. Um, I think a lot of parents have this problem, where they punish their children with is rewards. I think I think schools have this problem too. You know, like uh, you know, is 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 sending a student home really a punishment? We're not really sure. Um, Julian Assange, for example, is clearly being subjected to the worst life in prison condition. That is the point. Again, this is not the formal. Purpose, But this is the actual purpose. If one has prisons that are fairly humane, in a sense, they aren't punishment. Arguably, this is what progressives try to do in theory. Iceland has this kind of prison system. It's very minimum security. Although well, you could argue Iceland's this sort of mono-ethnic Nordic society that doesn't really have much of a bad history. Everyone gets along. You can make all those arguments. It has lots of welfare and things like that. You make all those arguments. I'm well aware. So you might argue that's a deal study. But they do have very minimum security prison. They don't really meet the justice qualifications. So if someone does something that's really bad, you need justice. This is this is where sort of natural law or vengeance kicks in. <clears throat> where people want when people like go shoot up a whole family that's obviously innocent. <clears throat> We're not talking about abortion. We're not talking about the edge cases where it's considered political. Or the or it's political in a way that the society thinks is most people think it's bad. <clears throat> This is where you can get mob justice too. This is arguably where the state or the courts are actually a protective thing. Um, so the other thing that's often brought up for this is life in prison. The death penalty is cheaper. <clears throat> the death the, the death penalty is cheaper unless you get the prisoners to labor. Interestingly, the common injection with some libertarians and liberals who make to mass incarceration being expensive is probably false. And the reason it's false it the classical reason, uh, prison labor. Um, Jimmy Dore pointed out this with respect to California Democrats. California is using prison labor to fight its record wildfires. You know, any Roman or any medieval person would, would just call, in, or any, like, Persian would call, oh, wow, this is just completely normal. You're using prisoners to fight a very dangerous, arduous job. That's a great thing. The U.S. did this. You know, the Soviet gold gulags sort of the perfect, you feed them 1,300 calories a day, you can extract them. You know, the, the German Wehrmacht did this to Soviet prisoners to them. Yeah, they have, the, like, the exact calories, they last, like, two years, and they, they're dead. Um, so, maybe there's some sort of way to pump people out. But I argue, again, this is inhumane in a sense. Like, so, like, um, this this is arguably is inhumane. But again, our perpetual niceness is a problem, and perpetual um, uh, not having niceness now, so it doesn't seem that mass incarceration is particularly humane either, depending on how nice it is. And if it's too nice, well, then, then is it really a punishment? And then why even keep them in other than for the reason of isolation? then you have to pay for it, too. And the they is a society. And this ideal society, whether this be Enkapskistan or Chomskystan, would have to sort of fund this operation. So in my opinion, I think the death penalty is quick. It gets it gets done quickly um, and it's done. So what would you make? What would you make of my argument here? Prison labor or death penalty, which is worse, because really the nice prison isn't really a prison at all, which is fine. It isolates the person who can't repeat kill them. But it's not really a punishment, which could be good. But it seems like punishments people want to punish. Their enemy here you can go into theological realms you can go into sort of justice realms you can go whatever way what you want or pragmatic realms what do you make of that chris, chris with it's an interesting question um
0: because on the one hand i i tend to hear um anti-capital punishment uh, advocates going oh no the death penalty is is inhumane it, it's barbarous and then at the same time, they'll make the argument that, oh, yeah, but they'll get off too quick. You know, uh, life in prison is much worse. And it's like, well, surely then life in prison is more barbaric than truly. I mean, w- w- why is execution that much? Why is that significantly worse? Uh, so there seems to be a lot of cognitive um, dissonance going on. Um, and in, in a way, you could make the case that um, the penalty is is sort of uh, more humane in a sense uh, well uh, because a lot of people think well hang on well if you're just going to kill them it's like well that was a bit quick you know especially if you're just going to get like a lethal injection it's like that's not really much of a, a punishment um this was uh a line touted by uh, one of the characters in a very good film i re-watched recently called secrets the secret in their eyes which is an argentinian film from t- 2009 and uh one of the characters, uh, his wife is raped and murdered. And he's like, he was asking the cops, you know, what, what punishment do you get? And he's like, well, you know, we don't have the death penalty. So death penalty would be too good. You know, what are you going to do? You know, are they, um, are, are they just going to be, you know, if they did have it, they'd just sort of like be executed and be done with it. And it's like, no, 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 a life should be a life. You know, it should be for like the whole life kind of sentence, as it were. That was, that was his view. Uh, which is, of course, interesting, which, of course, begs the question, well, you mentioned there's there's a type of uh, prison, but then there's also the type of execution, um, because one could make executions significantly more painful than is currently uh, exercised in the US at present. Um, you could clearly torture them beforehand and then butcher them in slow and painful ways. So th- there are ways in which you could crank up the pain um, if you wanted to. Now, would that be more humane is another question. Um, It doesn't seem to be the case. I I think if you're in prison and you're you're in isolation, then that's definitely very bad. Uh, Having like unless you are like uh, super autiste, um, people tend to want to talk to other people. And so if you're in sort of like solitary confinement, that's pretty darn bad. Especially if you're there for well, as I say, forever. Um, so th- there are ways of making it better and worse, as you, as, as you mentioned. Uh, it does seem to be the case. I mean, uh, another film reference point here in Shawshank Redemption, a film from 1994. Uh, the prison, uh, well, the guards and the prison system is portrayed very badly. But the the the. Um, the inmates actually do quite well in prison well actually they seem to like each other to some extent i do think that's probably a bit a rosier view and probably just but they they create some sort of community and actually one of the problems with prison probably isn't whole life terms to a large extent but when they're released is that well then it's not civility um, suited to civilian society and people who were respected in the prison system because they had uh various skills which were um uh recognized there, and sort of like hierarchy had some sort of importance It it was kind of like just got rid of um, in there. And so uh, going back to civilian life is somewhat difficult. Now, you did mention prison labour to make it a prison system relatively um, not that expensive. I think in the UK, for instance, the average cost of of keeping someone incarcerated was about 20 something thousand pounds, about $30,000 a year. Um, So prison labour can help. Um, to do with that although um, in a way some of the imagine that you I suppose Elon Musk was in uh, and no I'm not accusing him for anything for the record it's supposing that he was like convicted of multiple murders or something would it really make sense to get him to go and fight wildfires in California if you wanted to extract much monetary value from him to compensate the families of the victims surely you'd want him to work on some sort of tech project and then that gets an interesting question. If you really want to maximize sort of like your returns from them, um, prison, uh, well, on the one hand, wouldn't might not be that bad for them as, as it were in a way, although uh, then the big question is one of motivation in that s- circumstance, because um, what motivations do you have to work particularly hard? I mean, because if, if you just keep in bare subsistence in prison or some sort of like uh, sort of secure residence indentured servant. Um, you know, he's not going to have much motivation to uh, achieve his uh, his goals. Another alternative, which you didn't mention, which has been suggested, and uh, Keith Preston mentioned this to me in the past. He said, well, one way you could deal with um, uh, murderers or if they're convicted or whatever uh, was basically to have like basically a penal colony and just go, Everybody's convicted of bad crime, just lump them all over here. And then basically, I think, essentially, if they could somehow prove that it wasn't them and they had, like, a retrial or something, they'd be allowed back into, sort of like, civilized society. Although, it would be interesting to see what such a society would be like. It'd be like a uh, a more like autonomous prison, as it were, uh, which, which might have some interesting uh, results. Although, obviously... Uh, if inmates kill each other, is that really a, a good idea? And if the goal was to prevent uh, miscarriages of justice, such that someone wasn't executed un, unjustly, well, uh, well, in this case, Ben, just I mean, they haven't committed the crime they were alleged to have committed, and that was like a, a, a fail-safe, so that if they were eventually found not guilty, they could come back to civilised society. Then, of course, going to some sort of penal colony like that wouldn't particularly uh, work too well. Um, so, I do think if you're going to make prison a punishment or some sort of, well, see, um, one of the classic sort of libertarian uh, arguments instead of sort of uh, execution was was basically lifetime indentured servitude, which is kind of alluded to anyway. I and mean, you might need a, like a, a secure environment to take that place in, so they don't abscond. I mean, that's entirely possible. Um, but as I say, I, I think you have the problem of motivation. I mean, would they do it and then, ask, would they perform that well uh, to achieve their goal? And then as, again, as you said, is it really that much of a punishment if they do that? Uh, especially if you end up into a situation whereby you kind of have to allow them to keep quite a lot of the money they generate, otherwise they don't produce much, but then they compensate their victims uh, to a large extent then that kind of seems less of a punishment than it might otherwise seem, especially if you've got like, as I say, abnormal individuals who've got high uh, high intelligence and the way that they're going to generate a lot of income isn't by manual labor, which you can kind of make feel hard. It's more intellectual labor. Um, it would That that would then seem sort of less of a punishment. So those would be my sort of opening uh, thoughts on the matter.
1: The- the what is punishment question here and how humane could a punishment be with it being sufficiently punishing is a good question here um, i do think there's a sort of i do think there's a sort of uh, uh, you know if you go if you go to a if you go to a sports game they often have these things where they put a ball inside of three hats and they move it around and and then they try to guess which hat's it's in i do think in a way that they're they're sort of relying on on, on momentum Right, because a lot of prisons aren't quite minimum security. Actually, the inmates are the things that make it worse. Right, like so like they're designed to be not as onerous. Although the inmates are the ones that make it worse, it's sort of the bureaucracy that makes it worse. So, but I do think it's running on momentum because, like, you, you talk about, you know, so what brings me to my second question is: the death penalty too humane? <clears throat> that's that's the, that's the argument you really get at here because if, if you desire punishment. You know, isn't isn't a harsh prison worse than just uh, you know hanging the person? It's over in a minute or lethal injection? From my understanding, they they you don't even notice. I, I I could be wrong, but I think there's very humane ways to, to do it or very non-painful ways to do it. Um um. So there is there is ways in which you could argue that it's actually too humane here. I mean I I think the Soviet gold gulag gold mine gulags would. Arguably worse, being sent to northern Siberia to mine gold for the regime here, um, just being uh, underground in this dangerous job here. And I think your point about I think you brought up the point about like if like some Elon Musk guy got got uh, convicted of murder here. um, I I think there's a sort of manual labor is thought to be as part of the punishment as opposed to intellectual labor here. Um, So so I do think I do think the you know. The idea of just putting them out, well, just letting them get a normal job, they just have to pay higher tax rate. One of the problems with that will just make that, well, is everyone else technically in prison? <laughs> if anyone who pays an efficiently high tax rate, aren't they in prison in a way? So one of the problems with any labor system, the French had this system. This is one of the things Michelle Foucault in Crime and Punishment points out is that Free laborers got sort of annoyed when the states started using prison labor because they were viewed as competitors to them, and this is another thing in the American Civil War. The free soilers didn't want the Southerners bringing their slaves out there because they wanted the land to farm themselves in the West. Um, so, it sort of for strict economic reasons, penal labor is often thought of as as a as a kind of punishment here, in that in that uh. Non-physical labor is viewed more as a choice. Now, that's that's a kind of class. Like, you know, what is labor? Uh, is labor a form of onerous punishment? By the way, you know, this this is one of the arguments speaking theology. If you go to Genesis here, you know, the ground is made to be harder to plant stuff. Um, this is the justification for scarcity here. It is part of this quote-unquote curse, so to speak. Um, 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 within Christianity here, and that's also, I think, in the other Abrahamic religions, still rely on the same story too. So this 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 covers much of the world here. This kind of this kind of um, uh, is labor is part of the punishment here. Uh, the argument argue is a good thing here, um, so to speak. I think Solzhenitsyn would say that you know you get and, and the Japanese have very brutal prisons. They actually prefer working. It at least you're considered doing something. You're not just locked in, like, a cage underground with no light for 23 and a half hours a day. Um, 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 so, like, so, again, you could ask why you want – you could ask, you know, what institution would do this, and that's a good question here. And that's actually one of the reasons I say death penalty here, because if you ask, you know, if you were convicted of murder either correctly or incorrectly, where, which society would, would you pick? Well, I would pick one with death penalty. Because it would get it over with, it would just be done. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, it, it, you wouldn't have this long process here. You wouldn't have bureaucracy in the United States. Technically, they're supposed to be speedy. This is again where the bureaucracy is part of the punishment. Arguably, um, it's supposed to happen within weeks. And actually, in the old days, it used to happen in the weeks here. Um, so I'd argue that's more humane than making a person wait for eight years. Um, um, just get it over with. And they do make it more expensive, but again, that's arguably, you know, that's that's the prison industrial complex here. And that's another thing that I think the death penalty cuts down on. Um, it cuts down the, the the desire for people to make money off prison labor here, which may increase the likelihood of crimes. Um, this is actually one reason why I think, going back to the fence example, where they, why some societies want to do away with prison labor here is because... This is sort of a a poison, it's sort of like a poison pill. It's like you you get one more of it. You'll go out and create criminals just so you can have free labor here. And I do think there's ways to design it that you get lots of value out And like the firefighter example, that's necessary because many firefighters, the ones that do it, um, if they get injured or stuff like that, it's a kind of expensive job. It's a dangerous job. Uh, and then you have to sort of take care of their family after there. So, you know, you're dealing with jobs that have high death rates like that. It's a very useful thing. It's a very necessary thing. I would imagine an ideal society would have to fight fires if wildfires happen. Um, um, so, you know, send them out there. Send them out to go, you know, fix uh <laughs> so the types of jobs that they would pick are arguably part of the punishment here. Um so what do you make of my part two questions with here? Um, the penal colony, I'll, I'll, I'll quick comment on that. You made a comment about the penal colony. Again, where would the penal colony be located? You know, there's a certain degree in which there's no barren land, so to speak, left. Maybe you can find some. Australia, of course, was this. The New World, in a way, was this, historically for England. And that actually might work, but you, know, you have to sort of find them. You could make them maybe within your society, have a certain county, pick county, just has this is the prison colony here um, but you know you might get people wanting to move there and then if, if, if this goes back to my ball trick here if you, enough people want to move there uh, some people say well that's kind of not a punishment you just murdered my wife and children and you're sending into to a place that many people are voluntarily going that's not that's not that's not very just again you can always go you can seriously go full philosophy what's justice can the state have justice? Blah, blah, blah. I agree. I agree. However, if if, if there's that desire, this is the point that I think um, uh, Richard Epstein made on a comment with um, Econ Talk. You know, if someone just murders an obviously innocent person and n- nothing's done about it and everyone knows he did it, this is going to create a huge problem in the community here uh, Unless unless it's like an Anabaptist community. But here I would argue they're just sort of technical free riders here. You know, like there are certain groups that are sort of hyper forgiveness, but most people aren't that way. So that's my point. So question two is with them, which is, you know, is the death penalty too humane? What do you make of that?
0: I certainly think. Oh, so just say on the on the prison colony, I, I I I do think that's a potential issue with it. I, I'm I do think it's kind of a weird. Uh, I don't think it worked too well. So if it, it was in a society. You might end up going, oh no, some, you've got someone, a prisoner who is trespassing. It's like, oh, they're, they're in the normal land. Like, well, what can we do to them? Can we shoot them or something? And it's like, well, when you measure, well execute them anyway. Uh, so that'd be interesting to see what punishment you do. And then, of course, you might have to keep just deporting them. And then, basically, it's an immigration problem, um, which would be an interesting parallel there. Um, but is it definitely you meant? Well, in certain sense, yes, I think so. Um, in that, um, I do think you can reasonably make the case that um, certain crimes deserve more unpleasant forms of execution. Um, I think that would be perfectly... I mean, so for instance, let's suppose someone killed someone by locking them in an industrial freezer. Which from what I understand is a relatively pleasant way of going compared to something else. Whereas if someone tortures someone for like three months and starved them, gouged out their eyes, etc., and then killed them, I'd be like, Well, I kinda of think the second one's quite a lot worse than the first. Um so I I I do think that sort of non um the sort of straightforward execution is kind of too pleasant especially with lethal injection Eh, maybe not hanging or maybe so um so i i i do think you can certainly make the case for execution plus uh, in in certain circumstances now as to what that should be is another question um and then about proportionality um etc um you know the classic example there is oh how let's like, suppose you were trying to be tied in proportion and, and kill them the way they killed somebody else it's like well you know what if they rape somebody it's like well you don't really want to get someone to rape them and it's like well yeah true uh but you can because of the impact on the person doing it uh but you could kind of alter the punishment to some extent to sort of make it approximately um even had even in a sense um so yeah uh I think that's fair on uh, execution. Um, when it comes to you saying that one of the problems with prison labor, you encourage crime because people want to uh, use the criminals, uh, as it were. That's an interesting objection because that's um, that's an objection I think was actually quite a good one to um, the application of uh, Walter Block's uh, two teeth or a tooth, uh, which is well, Rothbard's. Oh, only quick,
1: sorry, let me quick paraphrase. Um, You encourage the regime or the Ancapistan Justice Department to find criminals who aren't really committing crimes per se and just to go after them just so they have free labor. It's sort of like just it's sort of like a a tempting thing there. There's no there's no control mechanism for them not to want. You know, if, if too many people benefit from having free labor, then, you know, they'll just go out and just, you know, go find. They're basically finding slaves. You know that just it's kangaroo court. That that's my point. But you're talking about Walter Block
0: No, no, I, I think I think that is to some extent. Similar. What I was going to say with this is um, one of the Block ones would be like, well, you know, if you stole a thousand pounds, what you need to do is to um, uh, return the thousand pounds plus another thousand pounds because you're supposed to uh, punish the criminal to the extent that they were going to try to punish you, plus extra costs of scaring or whatever, process fees or whatever. Um, and an objection to that was, well, that just kind of encourages people to be the victim of crime and uh, effectively just encourages people to entrap everybody else because they know they can basically make a lot of money on doing so. Um, now, your, your point was slightly different. And I do think that's a possibility when it comes to uh, prison labor. Uh, I, I would say, though, in sort of an ANCAPistan situation whereby what they're trying to do is trying to. Um, pay off a definitive debt then that's slightly less of an issue um and and also the rest of society wouldn't really complain as much because they would almost be like free laborers except they themselves would be subjected you mentioned to very very high tax rates essentially to pay off the debt and then at which point they'd be free Uh, the interesting point though would be if they were there for life and then it's like well you know what rate uh, would they charge? Now, I suppose you can make the claim in Nankapistan, Well, you're, you 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 charge. They would charge a market rate and just have like 85% tax rate average, so that they can permanently pay um, the victims some restitution until they died. Now, I suppose you could claim, well, this is going to encourage families of uh, who don't have people they people they don't like, try to get in situations where they're killed by somebody so they can make money on them. Although I suppose that is possible, but I think somewhat unlikely. Um, so I, I think if you have um, prison labour that isn't free as such, and you get other people to pay them outside the system as such, I think the problem you cite with free prison labour and the, um, then obviously the uh, close similar situation with slavery. I, I think, think you would avoid that problem to some extent.
1: To, to a follow a up question, what do you make of me reversing the paradigm here? Because a lot of the uh, people who say oh the death penalty that's a barbarous onerous punishment here. That's inhumane here. Um, what do you make of me reversing the question? So if you notice the episode title here, the document I wrote up is, is the death penalty more humane than uh, life in mass incarceration or prison labor. (laughs) That's the real thing. That's the real thing. That's the actual thing. Because a lot of, like, the actual, you know, people still have it. Like, I would argue the death penalty would be a better thing for Julian Assange, just in the humane terms here. You know, again, again, I want Julian Assange to be free, just by the way. I want to make that aside here. Um, Although, of course, the regime doesn't want that. So, you know, they're going to try to keep them there as long as possible here. Chelsea Manning um, was done to a particularly brutal punishment as well, from my understanding. They do. They go pretty hard after the whistleblowers. Um, Now, also, you know, they also all the January 6th people. They've also been, you know, they have like uh, some. uh, There wasn't one guy that Zero Hedge was reporting on that couldn't get. Cancer treatment here, and now went from stage one to stage three. So again, the the mass incarceration system here uh, is pr- pretty brutal here. So so now again, if those crimes, might not wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be punished in an ideal society. Probably wouldn't even have to happen here. But you know, the more typical murders, rapes, and those things, the things that people have uh, things like people, there's a need for them. Um, in a sense, unless you're sure to go hyper-forgiveness here, there's a sort of need for them. Um, what do you make of me reversing the the, the paradigm of the, the question? So taking the, taking, well, this, the mass incarceration to me looks more brutal here than, than just, you know, up oh, someday you're going to die. The Japanese death penalty, for example, they don't know. The prisoners don't know when it's going to happen, for example. Um, that's I was reading up on this. End up for the episode, they don't know when it's going to happen because they will just commit suicide before it will happen, um, and they'll view that as a miscarriage of justice. They want the uh, the, the state to do it or the emperor to do it. They, so they'll make it somewhat random here. Um, and if you look at like third world or second world prisons, they're pretty brutal. So like I wouldn't want to get stuck in there. There's a guy who escaped the Thailand prison. He got stuck with like a hundred. I'm not sure if he was smuggling cocaine. Or he just someone just put in there, but he got stuck there and, he, you know, he escaped back to Australia eventually on a on a passport, which was like wired to him. And, and he was like, I, I was never so happy to be back in Australia or something like this. Um, So second and third world prisons are fairly brutal. I wouldn't want to get stuck in one of them here. You know, I was you know, I, I went when I flew into Egypt here, apparently I had something in my luggage. Not not drugs related, but I was like, yikes, is this this is gonna go. Hopefully, I don't, <laughs> hope I don't end up here. Um, so so there is a certain sense in which prisons look to me look pretty brutal here. Um, so I would just argue death is more humane than that. And it's a quick side point here to the other thing, Gary North, as always, has an interesting solution to the problem of people uh, being too litigious, in that if If they're going for an entrapment and they're found guilty, in the theonomic system, technically – because I think there would be some amount of people that would have theonomy in in, in the society, in in a future society, even pan-anarchist society. Um, Technically, if you accuse someone – like let's say I accuse you of adultery. I would get the punishment for adultery if if it's found to be false. Now, again, you could always argue the justice system wouldn't find it to be correct. But then that's just a problem in general. That's not just a problem for here. But if 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 you're found to be innocent of the charges I made towards you, then I have to do it. So then you'd be my slave. Um so that puts symmetry in here, skin in the game, that sort of balances that problem out here. So what social so with them? This is and my third question here, which I include in the document, I'll just ask it for now, is definitely incompatible with Christianity here. I'll just get the question out of the way. Uh, wouldn't sufficiently brutal mass incarceration be also incompatible? Um, which sort of relates to me reversing the paradigm of the question, because the, the the general argument you see in the mainstream is, wow, the death penalty—that's an icky, barbarous, medieval punishment, you know—and then saying, what what do you do to the, the people that you don't like? Oh, we lock them in in a hole for 23 and a half hours a day with no social uh, thing. Think Julian Assange. Think some January 6 protesters. Think all, all those others. Uh, think, you know, Chelsea Manning. <laughs> think of those. That's a pretty brutal punishment. I mean, arguably, the medievalists, you know, like even the skinning, the thing the Persian th- the people used to do, that's over in three days. That's not five years. That's not 10 years. You know, that's that's over. You're dead in three days. It's pretty brutal. I agree. It's pretty brutal. Or being stretched by limb to limb and having your or crucifixion. That's over within, I think, six to 10 hours. I think um, so, you know, you think about the medieval or the ancient punishments. They're not that wide, long spread. I know there's the people get locked, spread with, with sugar on and had bees trampled to death. I know there's various other onerous punishments. But what do you make up? I have sort of asked three questions here. Reversing the question, um, what's the relationship with Christianity? Wouldn't that also be true of mass incarceration? And the quick comment about Gary North. Swithin?
0: Um, I do think you're right to put the question um, because I do think uh, putting a spotlight on prison as a form of punishment in general uh, is very much worthwhile, um, particularly um, if you eventually want to get people back and in, reintegrated in society, putting them in a situation where it's radically different and you're your deprived social contact of various types you know, it is not not really uh, particularly conducive and then it ends up that the criminals and to some extent prefer it being in prison than not in it so they commit crimes so they can go back in. Um, so um, I certainly think highlighting that first and then being able to go well okay we got this bad crime right really bad it's like okay well how do we punish it and I think it would give a lot more context because I think people just think oh no that penalty is icky what we do is kind of nice like just racking them into holes. Um, Gary North. Gary North's suggestion of entrapments and stuff I think is, is very is very is a, is a good one you know if you're accused of like, like directly accused of some fight rape or um, a situation whereby you know it, it, it's obvious they didn't say oh someone stole it and then we found evidence and we think it was you you know it was you know I claim something has happened in a situation whereby I definitely knew you didn't do it or what I claimed you did to me didn't happen. Uh I i i, I do think punishing someone with the same um the, the same punishment that would have been meted out to the other party if they've been found guilty is entirely reasonable. Um I mean yeah, I mean you could essentially by by accusing you of like uh beating me up or something, then um which you didn't do. I mean, you're threatening me with with prison or fines or various things. So uh, I do think that's entirely reasonable. Um, also, just with prison in general, uh, prison as a form of punishment is relatively recent, is my understanding, at least in the West. Um, I think it starts really in like the 18th, 19th century. Because uh, in the 18th century, there was loads and loads and loads of capital crimes like just to execute like loads of stuff. Now, whether they were actually executed for them and they could have executed, them, but they didn't, I'm not sure. But execution was quite widespread. The purpose of um, imprisonment was um, making sure you didn't abscond before trial. That was the purpose of prison. It wasn't there as a punishment. It was it was a holding position before you were brought to trial, which seems to be, in you know, if you think you're going to abscond, you know, in some sense, reasonable. Um, but it was um but sort of like an ad hoc oh no we'll just keep people in but as you point out you know certain prisons around are deeply 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 unpleasant uh and as Pete Hitchens has written and a lot of prisons he argues that the criminals run the prison uh rather than the guards and uh they can be particularly brutal if you're in the wrong gang or you're you're sort of trying to remain neutral as it were you're trying to be Switzerland in Belmarsh uh, it doesn't go down very well. You have to declare loyalty to one side or another, or you get repeatedly beaten, etc. etc. Uh, also, Peter argue argues no, I don't know how widespread that is, um, how often it takes place, whatever. Uh, but that is certainly a possibility. I mean, I don't, I don't see how you couldn't say that's a possibility. Um, on the acceptance of uh, Christianity uh, and execution, it does seem to me to be uh, clearly not. Um, are 100% prohibited. Um, uh, the New Testament one is obvious, uh, Romans 13, that the, the powers, the authorities do not use the sword in vain, it's in the context of basically capital punishment. And then a more clear uh, affirmation of it, uh, Genesis 9 verse 6, um, something like, by man shall blood be shed in the image of God, made he man. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, uh, basically says, you know, if you kill somebody, you should also be killed, and this is given down to uh, Noah after the flood. So it kind of like a a pre um, uh, sort of Jewish sort of context, uh, and as part of the new sort of paradigm post flood. Now, uh, that's at least how, narratively speaking, it works uh, within Genesis. Um, so uh, I don't really see any. Um, I don't see any basis for opposing capital punishment on a biblical uh, basis. Um, now, there's arguments that, well, you know, now in the modern legal system, we can do things differently. So, I mean, so certain people would take that. Well, I think, I think Aquinas argues that one of the reasons capital punishment is just is that you prevent any future threats to society. And it's really like self-defense rather than. Uh, well this is just the just punishment. Now there may be more to I'm no expert on these thought. Um, but then, then that begs the question, you know, well is actually life in prison actually that nice? Is it actually good and if it is too nice, you know, is it too expensive etc. So I mean, you have this kind of, your you actually out your sliding scale, I mean you can either make prison almost like not being in prison and it's not really punishment and it's really expensive, or you put people in prison and it's really really nasty. Uh, and um, and you know you could, people could uh, be benefited by people actually going to prison because you get free prison labor etc. Um, so um, it's I, I think it it uh, buys significant lack of self reflection on the nature of the existing. Uh, judicial system, as opposed to uh, any sort of more broad views on okay, what would constitute just punishment and why? I just think people think it's icky, and therefore you know we we can't have it because we're we're civilized now. Um, so yeah. But that'd be my uh, my final comments on there i do know i'd just like to thank everyone for listening if you have enjoyed this please share it with your friends and family and subscribe to us on Podbean on youtube the more subscribers we get the higher we get in the search rankings and the more people can access this material and if you'd like to contact the show for any reason please contact us at mindcrimelibertyshow at gmail.com that's mindcrimelibertyshow at gmail.com